to see all of you here tonight all your smiling faces if you're if you're new with us for our, our Wednesday night service we're so glad you're here as well this is uh, first Wednesday of the month so that has been designated because the Lord dealt with me years ago to have healing services and so we do that that's our practice on the first Wednesday uh, we have a healing service so that's what we're doing here tonight and so, like I often say, it's good for anyone with a body, all right? And if you, if you don't have one, we don't even see you. So, uh, uh, but if you do have one, maybe you've had problems from time to time, or maybe you've come specifically for healing in your body tonight. And if so, I'm so glad you did. And, uh, and if, you're, if, you're, if you're healthy and strong, uh, this will, well, my wife said it on, on Sunday, this is like a, a preventative um, situations like a, taking a vitamin uh, to keep you strong and keep you healthy. Amen? And, uh, and, and so that's the focus here tonight. If, if some of you brought um, cloths, what we call prayer cloths, what Acts 19 calls handkerchiefs and aprons, what Mark 5 called the hem of Jesus' garment, <laughs> uh, different places. If you brought those uh, sometime uh, during the evening, you can bring those up and place them on the stage, all right, at the end, after we're done ministering, laying hands on people uh, for healing, then we'll uh, minister and put that anointing in those cloths, and then you can take them back to uh, your friends and relatives that have sickness and so forth in their bodies and... Uh, and uh, and transfer that anointing right into them. Amen? Amen. I want to share a few things with you. If you have a Bible, uh, that'd be great if you get it out and find Mark chapter 5. If you don't have a Bible tonight, then uh, listen as best you can. If you have a Bible app, go ahead and use that. Do, look on your devices. And uh, I want to look at Mark chapter 5. Uh, it's our practice, outside of any kind of special leading of the Spirit, uh, to bring the Word first and then minister. All right, uh, doesn't mean that we can't uh, bring healing to people without a teaching first, but this is biblical order. Uh, scripture says he sent his word and healed them. Uh, even in Jesus' ministry, the Bible says they came to hear and be healed, to hear and be healed. And so we find it most effective uh, if we can give the word first. And if you will listen, listen very close. And I, I point to my ear, but... Really, if you would listen inside, if you would listen with your heart uh, and, and catch the Word of the Lord, it will help you tremendously to receive um, the power of God in, in, into your body. As soon as we're done teaching, we'll minister that to you. And it is all about heart receptivity. It really is. And, and the more you can open up your heart and believe the words of God, then it just goes in really, really quick and easy, and you'll see instantaneous changes in your, in your physical body right here tonight. And so I'm happy about that. I'm not talking about getting healed in a month or healed in a year or healed next week. I'm talking about getting healed right here, right now. Before you leave the building, it'll be different. All right, you ready? Ready for that? If you if, if you if you can open up your heart to that, then this is going to be a piece of cake. Okay, piece of cake here here tonight. One of the ways we can learn to receive our healing um, is by reading how others were healed. 
and, and or hearing firsthand testimonies. And, and of course, this works with contemporary testimonies. We, we uh, make it our habit and practice to talk as much as we can about what people tell us as far as healings that take place and miracles and answers to prayer. We love to share them because we know that one triggers another. One stirs the faith. One uh, even just sparks uh, an expectation in someone else to receive the same. But we can also, of course, read it right from the Word of God. And those kind of take superiority, take a higher priority, uh, because we get Jesus' words and His commentary, and it's without human flaw. All right? His words are life to those who find them. Um, uh, Jesus said, my words they are uh, that I speak, they're spirit and they are life. And so we value Jesus' words. And uh, when individuals came to Him, you'll find He didn't always... Uh, give them the exact verbatim answer, like it was some kind of magic formula, like it was some kind of just say these four words and poof, you're, you're healed. Uh, but he would work with individuals. You'll find the same principles there in play over and over again. But he would give specific words to certain situations. And, and it's very helpful if we look at it, look at it because many times uh, our lives very much resemble the way they did then. All right. Yes, we have cell phones. They didn't. Yes, we have cars. They didn't. Yes, we have some things. They did. But healing works the same. It really does. Say, well, we have modern medicine. Well, that's not that's not helpful when it comes to divine healing. It's helpful when you don't have divine healing. (laughs) You know, in in that regard, they had doctors and so forth in their day as well. That they maybe weren't as advanced as as what we have. But if anything, I don't want to talk about that because I don't want to. I don't want anyone to have in their mindset right now um, that we'll try this, and if not, then there's Plan B. If you have Plan B with God, you will go with Plan B. Let there be Plan only. Okay, plan only. That's why sometimes I wish, I mean, I don't because I know they can help certain people in situations, but sometimes I wish there were, there were no other options in anyone's mind at all. Now let's pray. How many know we're ready to go then? Lord, it's you or nothing. It's your word or nothing at all. All right, now we're ready to, let, to, to truly trust him, aren't we? Yeah, and so I would encourage you tonight. There's no other plan B, no other options. It's it's this or we suffer. And here's the answer: God is greater. He is stronger. He's bigger, and He can handle all this stuff. Praise God. And so I like to look at these, and I I like to look at Bible examples. What did they say? What did they do? What did Jesus tell people when when they were seeking healing? And uh, how many know he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? What he told people then, he's still telling people today. He tells us by his spirit and tells us with his word. He's still giving us the same answers. And I don't know anyone who was more skilled at getting people healed than Jesus. And, And so listen, listen, and then do the same thing, and you'll get the same results. All right? God's the same devil's the same. Sickness and disease is the same. So really, we follow these same principles. We'll get the same results that Jesus saw in his ministry. And and I understand that it's possible to mimic a person's outward actions and not get results. You know, one person says, well, hey, I jumped up on one one foot uh, up in the air two two times and, and I was healed. So, so that's the solution. Everybody jump up on your left foot two times and you'll be healed. No, no, that's not the answer. All right. Uh, Because there was something working. If if someone did that, I mean, if they did and they really got healed, there was something working in them. And that was that was their action. So I'm not necessarily looking just to follow 
everyone's exact actions. Uh, it's like, for example, we read about multiple blind people in the scriptures that were healed. And they weren't all healed the same way. In other words, uh, we read about b- blind Bartimaeus, and, and, and he, he was wearing that, that cloak, that, that garment, that basically in his day signified, I'm a blind person, I'm begging, uh, this is my livelihood. And it meant a lot for a person to, to have that who was blind, they would need that. But when he saw Jesus, he tossed it aside. So is that the answer? Well, there was something working in him, and that was how that manifests. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if someone said, well, I, have, I wear, I wear uh, corrective lenses, and, and, and so I don't want to wear them anymore. Should I just throw them away? Well, that's up to you. <laughs> but there's not a scripture that says throw them in the trash and your eyes will get healed. You know what I'm saying? But it, see, some, sometimes the actions or the outworking look different for different people. I mean, once, so that guy got, that blind guy got healed in that manner and, and Jesus ministered to him. And the other time he spit and made clay and stuck it in his eye, right? And, and so there's different ways that things happened and different, different outworkings of something working in us. What we want to get is the principle. We want to catch the heart of God. We want to see things internally, and then however it manifests, I've totally seen people healed in all kinds of ways. Sometimes I've been, in, you know, stirred and prompted to get them. Act on this. Move that. Run. Jump up and down. Act on this. And they, and they were healed in that way. And other times it was just, bam, and boom, healed. <laughs> and a myriad of other things that had no really observable action, but they just received because their heart was ready. All right, and so we want to catch these principles, and and so Jesus ministered this way. We can learn from trial and error, but I prefer to learn from others. You know, you know the old saying: the school of experience is a great teacher, but the tuition is way too high. Uh, uh, we've all learned from experience. Um, and, and thank God it's better to learn than go through an experience and not learn. But at the same time, if you can learn from someone's, someone else's experience, that'd even be better. And, and, and so in Mark chapter 5 over here, we read in verse 21, it says, Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him. And he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. So that you can see a little humility there. He's not up there telling Jesus all the scripture he's, scriptures he knows. He's not proclaiming to Jesus how many Bible schools he's gone to. Uh, this is a leader of the synagogue, so he's very educated. He's well-versed. He's one of the, the ones who knows uh, a lot about the Old Testament, about the, about the Scriptures. How many know you don't, you don't come seeking answers and seeking help, declaring, I know this and I know this and I know this? I wasn't planning on saying any of that, but, but just free bonus material, just pastoral advice. When you come asking someone else to pray for, him, pray for you, don't come in stouting uh, or, you know, stating or spouting <laughs> your qualifications. Amen. One of the things that works best with God is called humility. It's called, Lord, I need help. And if I didn't need help, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. So we acknowledge you're my, you're my help. You're my, and, and if we're going to a person that, you know, seeking someone to pray with you, then you submit to and show honor to that person. Right? In other words, if they have anything to say, you listen. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not trying to get everyone to listen to me, but I guess that makes sense since I'm doing the talking right now. And I did pray and I did study. I do believe that God will speak through me. And I believe that He is right now. 
And I'm not asking to be set on any kind of pedestal, but while I'm speaking, and if it were, if it were Pastor Bill, I'd say the same thing, you know, uh, while I'm speaking, um, listen for God speaking. Because He'll totally give you answers. At the end of it, who gets the glory? He gets all the glory. All right, so let's follow His system, His plan. He does use people. And so we, we honor the system, we respect, and we listen. Amen. Say, so, well, what if I don't agree with something? Then shut up. I didn't mean to say that in such a strong way. Uh, but here's, here's what I mean by that. <laughs> here's what I mean by that. There's a, there can be a propensity in certain individuals to be quick to push back. Don't. Don't. Don't be quick to push back. All right? Uh, judge everything by the word. Fine. We're, you know, no one, here is imp- no one here is perfect in knowledge or anything like that. But, but if we're just so quick to say, ah, I don't know about that. Ah, you're, you're blocking your healing. Okay? Jesus in his hometown ran into that kind of stuff. Where every time he did something, who's that? What, who does he think he is? Well, what about all this? We know him and all this kind of stuff. And it shut down the power of God. It's in Mark chapter 6 if you want to read that. If you're not sure if that's true. But Jesus there could do no mighty work. All right? And so I don't want any of that kind of nonsense in here. <laughs> any, any of that shutting down of the power of God. All right? So at, at worst... Can you be, do, can everyone do this? Very worst, stay in neutral. Because if you're in neutral, a couple of us will push you. Yeah, we can get your car rolling. <laughs> yeah, neutral. But don't anybody be in park. Come on, don't be in park here. You're too hard to move. Yeah? At minimum neutral, best case, help. Put it in drive and step on the gas and let's go forward together. All right. See, I, I, I knew the Lord would help me say some things that I didn't plan. Because that's already going to help some people. Totally going to help some people. Amen. Uh, oh, so, okay, so where were we? <laughs> Somewhere in here. He fell at his feet. Yeah, that's a good line. Fell at his feet. Verse 23, and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come, lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed and thronged him. All right, that's a serious crowd there, uh, pushing in on him. Notice what J.J. Iris said. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. Notice the language that J. Iris had, because you know the end of this story is going to be a positive story. Okay, It's going to be a good result, otherwise we wouldn't be using it. <laughs> but notice his language. He said, come, lay your hands on her. Lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. Notice the absolute language there. There's no question, there's no maybe, there's no if. There's, Lord, if you could just come and pray, and and let's see, and and it might be, and I hope so. And No, none of that, none of that. There was confidence in his voice. All right? Confidence in in his request. Come, that she may be healed, and she will live. Did you come here tonight with any conviction like that? Uh, did, did you come here tonight with an, with an attitude of, of uh, I will be healed. I will live. Tonight is my night. I will not leave here the same. All right? If you did, good. If you didn't, it's not too late to change. Say, I didn't even know I was supposed to think like that. You are. That's the right way of thinking. This is Bible. This is, this is our example in Scripture. This is a right way to approach it. 
This is a right way to think. If you have a need, you give it a, you give it a, a release point. Do you know what I mean by that? It's not just open-ended, like I'm believing that sometime it's going to happen and well, when. There's got to be a release of your faith. There's got to be a point of contact. And, and that's what we, what we do here tonight. There's got to be that place. I get to that, and that's when I get it. And I see it coming. Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Now's my time. Right here, right now, I'm getting it, and I'm not leaving without it. Yeah. See, it's not just nebulous. It's not just, well, I don't know, when, you know, in God's time. No, 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 no. God's time is when you say now. God's time is when you say go. Huh? It is. I mean, the reality of that is it's, it's because Jesus already went to the cross and he's not going back. So from God's perspective, everything's already handled. Everything's already taken care of, care of uh, paid in full. Healing is established. It's forever settled in heaven. That's why we need, not God doesn't need, we need that point of contact. He said, come, put your hands on her. All right. She will live. When? When you put your hands on her. Say, does someone have to have hands laid on them? No, there are other ways. You can read other, we can read other accounts. There was another guy, the centurion, over in, uh, uh, is it Mark chapter 8? And, uh, and he said to Jesus, speak the word only, and my servants will be healed. He said, Jesus, you don't even need to come. If you just speak the word. So obviously that guy had a faith that he was even beyond this. He had a greater faith. He said, I just need a word. But it was still, it still came to a point of now. What do you mean? As soon as Jesus says it, I believe when he says it, it's done. Yeah? And so, no, this isn't, this isn't the only way, but this is one of the ways. All right? Uh, amen. Just like I said, I've seen people, and I've told people this before. I've told people with foot problems, ankle problems, leg problems, if you'll jam your foot into the floor right now, it'll be healed. You know, and naturally speaking, that would be painful and hurt and maybe cause more damage. But then they said, I believe that. My healing is now. Bam! And as soon as they did, God's power hit them. And they're set free. All right? It's that point. It's that point. And sometimes that point can just be the laying on of hands. That's what we typically do. We'll lay hands on you. And when we do, bam, there it is. Right then, right now, never be the same again. All right? So if you come with conviction, great. If you don't, stir it up inside. Here we go. This is your night. This is your night. This is your day. This is your, this is your hour. I'm not going to leave here the same as I came. That issue, that problem, that nagging thing that's been in my body for so long, it's ending tonight. Now, I can say that, but you've got to adapt that. And if that's in your heart, then good. Let's, let's agree. Yeah. Or if someone came and said, man, I, my, my situation is not just a nagging problem. It's a life or death. Well, then you're in the right place, right time. Don't leave here with death. Praise God. All right, verse 35. No. Yeah, verse 35. We, this is the story. We have, to, we have to jump down a little bit because uh, in the process here, Jesus started going with Jairus to uh, go minister to his daughter. And then you read about another story. We won't read that one tonight about the woman with the issue of blood and how she came up in the press and touched his garment. And I don't know, would you be annoyed if you were Jairus and all that was happening? Here your daughter is at the point of lying at the point of death and you've, you've, talked, you've talked to Jesus and he agreed to come lay his hands on her. And in the meantime, someone else is getting healed. <laughs> yeah, and she's and she's not at the point of death. Well, how, it doesn't say anything about him. I mean, I don't know if he was standing back there, what he was thinking, if he was going like, ah, I don't know. Uh, 
It doesn't say anything about it. Uh, so he must not have done anything to interrupt. He must not have had a bad attitude about it. He didn't need any correction. Uh, he, he was in faith. Amen. Someone said, well, I don't want to wait. I don't, I don't want to wait for a long time. Well, just be in faith. Everything will be fine. So we skip down here to verse 35 after he ministers to that other woman. It says, while he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. Now I want you to get a picture of this. Uh, first of all, this father, and if you're a father, you're, you're, you're a parent, and you, you've had, had uh, well, you wouldn't be a parent unless you've had children, but uh, you, have a, you have a child, and your child is at the point of death. I mean, you can, you can uh, relate to the emotion that might be stirred up in your life. That might be very, very difficult, and you've found your answer, and you found, you know the power of God is on Jesus, and if He will minister, and... Uh, and so you're going through a lot of trouble to get to him. He agrees to come. There's a lot of chaos. I mean, there's a massive crowd squeezing in on Jesus. And then he ministers to this other lady. And the, well, she interrupted and she took her healing. And, uh, and and now on your way, they come and say, forget it. It's too late. She's dead. All right. I mean, what would be the emotion? What would be the feeling going through your mind? I mean, they're telling her, forget it. Your daughter is dead. And this is what I think is very interesting, uh, because Jesus jumped on this immediately. He did not want to let that word stew in Jairus's mind, because what's the possibility? Despair, give up, quit, of course, fear. And so Jesus addresses him quickly and said, "Listen, man, do not be afraid. Only believe." Get a hold of yourself now. Grab those thoughts. Don't go there. Don't you let yourself go down that that path right now about your daughter being dead. You just stay in faith. Why did Jesus say that? Because if he hadn't, Jairus probably would have gone the wrong way. He would have allowed himself to fear, to have all these conditions going on, these emotions. And what would have been the result? Dead daughter sealed. Say, well, she was already dead. She had stayed dead. Say, no, she wouldn't have stayed dead. Jesus would have went and raised her up. Then why did he tell him this? Then why did Jesus waste his time saying, listen, don't fear, only believe. If he, if she would have been raised up independent of what her dad believed, of what her dad did, then Jesus is blowing smoke here, (laughs) right? Then this is not true. The reality is, is his daughter's resurrection in this case Uh, was tied to what he did in the moment of hearing that negative report. I tell you, we need to learn as well how to respond to negative reports. There is a right response and there is a wrong response. There's a response that allows that negativity to remain, to stick, to run its full course. There is a response that stops it in its tracks. And what we do... What we need to do is get a hold of our thoughts. Whenever you have something, and and the report could be just from your own body, like, ow. (laughs) Or the report could be, you know, some kind of negative or some kind of diagnosis. Or it it could be from the voice of someone else. But the report comes, and right at that moment is when our minds are going to go one way or the other. 
we're going to say, ah, man, and give up and quit and fear and everything else sets in, or we're going to say, no, I'm not going there. Nope, nope, nope. Thank you, Lord. I believe you. You are the greater one in me. You are stronger. You are mighty. You are almighty God, and you've given me a promise, and you are faithful, and your answer is yes to me. I will not fear, and I will not quit. I thank you, Lord, that you are. And we begin to stir ourselves up, not allowing our thoughts to go a different way. Do you see how, do you see how important this was? Uh, again, that Jesus wouldn't have bothered with this, with saying this, if it didn't matter. It did matter, and this father, obviously, as we read, it, 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 he, he responded the right way. Amen. So would we say that J. Iris's faith made, made the difference in this? It totally did. It totally did. And so Jesus told him, do not fear what? Only believe. This is about staying focused. You and I have opportunities all day long to do something other than or in addition to believing. There are all kinds of other, like we said, fear, anxiety, worry. You know it's a hindrance. But it can be switched real quick. You know, the the Bible tells us to cast our care on the Lord. For He cares for us. That word care means care, anxiety, worry. It means cast it on the Lord for He cares for you. You know why sometimes individuals struggle to receive their healing? It is because they have so much anxiety and fear in their life, and they're so worried. Some were worried at the point of death. What's my wife going to do? What's my husband going to do? What about my kids if I pass away? And they're constantly worrying about what's going to happen. You need to give that up. You need to say, I refuse to go down that that trail. Watch what your mind will do to you. Because it'll take you and it'll imagine all kinds of negative situations, the worst case scenario. It'll paint a graphic picture for you. Do all kinds of things uh, basically to keep you in the realm of reasoning and fear and doubt so that you move, move away from only believing. Say, well, I have to think these things through. Not if God's real, you don't. Not if His promise is true, you don't. Forget about it. Say, that's easy to say if you're not dealing with it. I recognize that. But it is why we're talking. Because people struggle with this. And I would be, if I were in that situation, I would be preaching this to myself. (laughs) So don't you let yourself go there, dude. Don't you let, don't you, don't you entertain those thoughts. Don't you rehearse these things over and over again in your mind. Stop it. Knock it off. Just believe. Amen. And sometimes we do that to ourselves. We do that for one another. Jesus did Jairus a favor when he got in his face right at the point of the worst possible news he's heard in his life. He said, don't do it, man. Don't get in fear. Only believe. And he listened. He listened. Imagine that. So I don't know if I can do that. Yes, you can. The guy just got a report his daughter died. You can do it just like he did. You, say, uh, you, you grab yourself, say, yes, 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 sir, I will. I will believe. I will believe. I will not do anything else but believe. I will keep my mind focused. And, and say, what about when thoughts come? You just don't replay them again and again. Thoughts come to everyone. But why rewind and play and rewind and play and rewind and play, huh? That, it's like it's, the, the video is looping in my mind. <laughs> 
the, the way we deal with that generally is to put something else in its place as opposed to just mental warfare. I'm not going to think that. I'm not going to think that. We get our mind going. We fill our hearts. We, we get our ears full of the right thing. And, we, and re, we replace that picture, that movie of everything going wrong. We replace it with a, uh, a picture of victory, a vision of victory. A, a, a picture of a future and a hope and strong. I mean, people need to see themselves running again. They need to see themselves doing the things they used to do that their, 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 their limitation, their disease, their sickness has prevented them from doing. What picture are you seeing in your mind? And not, not in heaven either. Ah. Yeah, I see myself running through the fields in heaven. Stop that. Stop seeing that. Huh? Say, well, I'm looking forward to that. So am I, but stop it. <laughs> you need, a, you need a, 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 an earthly field, one with weeds in it. That way you know it's her here and not there. <laughs> You're stepping on weeds and, <laughs> yeah? Amen. That picture, it's here. Amen. Well, maybe the Lord wants me to be healed in heaven. He doesn't. There is no healing in heaven. Why? Because there's no sickness in heaven. Amen. So healing's all for here. All of it. All that Jesus purchased, all that he was whipped for, was all for here. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Anybody having fun yet? If I'm kicking over any sacred cows, I'm doing it for the intention of, uh, of bringing healing. Bring in healing. Yeah. Because we're opening up our hearts and the Lord is ministering to us. And He's helping us to see things. Why? So He is unhindered in His activity toward us. He's, there's no delay. There's, there's no blocking. It's just we're wide open to the, to the things of God. Hallelujah. Amen. He said only believe. How many know fear is, is, still, be, is still believing something? It's just believing the wrong thing. Said, don't do that. Don't believe the wrong thing. Believe the right thing. Amen. So refuse to give in to the bad report. Verse 37, and he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Jesus, what are you doing, man? How come you don't want to let anybody else come along? <laughs> well, sometimes you do not want to be surrounded by unbelief. Sometimes in your journey, sometimes in your, in your dealing with problems and issues, there are voices in your life you do not need to hear from. There are people in your life, doesn't mean you don't love them, it's just you've got something to deal with right now, and so you need faith friends. Yeah? Not doubt and unbelief, questioning, critical, uh, undermining friends. Yeah? Doesn't mean you're rejecting them, doesn't mean you don't love people, just go away. I got a healing to get here, and you're not helping. And so he permitted no one else. He said, I know these three. These guys are close to me. Uh, and this is, a, this is a, a life and death situation. You guys come. The rest of you, you go do whatever you do. Amen. Is there ever a time in your life where you should avoid certain people? Yeah, you're not a bad person for doing it. You're smart. Yeah. Verse 38. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult. And those who wept... And wailed loudly. Sometimes they were professionals. They would hire people to mourn when someone died. And, and they go in there and there's flutes and there's all kinds of... And it's, it's bad. It's depressing and it's sad. And they, they would mourn for someone when they died. And they were weak, 
crying and wailing loudly. When he came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. Now, how many know uh, that Jesus knew what he was doing? When he said the child is not dead, but sleeping, uh, the child was in a condition that we would all accurately describe as dead, but Jesus also viewed it as temporary. How many know when someone's sleeping, they can wake up? Generally, we view death as like, it's over, permanent, done. But he saw it and he viewed it. He said, ah, she's just sleeping. In other words, this is a temporary situation. That's a good perspective to have. How many of people are told, your condition is permanent. Learn to live with it. Or it is terminal. It is you know, there's no way, no, no fix for this. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. For one, we know in Scripture over in Second Corinthians chapter 4 that anything that we can see in this physical realm is temporary. It's the unseen realm that's eternal. Yeah. And so Jesus said, ah, she's sleeping. She, she's sleeping. Verse 40, and they ridiculed him. They ridiculed him. It's like you, you almost want to turn to him and say, it's a good thing I'm not Elisha. Remember when they ridiculed him and called him Baldy and stuff? They said, go up, Baldy. Go up, Baldy. And, uh, and then, a, then a couple of bears came out of the woods and, and, and messed them all up. Thank God for the new covenant of grace. Ridiculing the prophet. Not smart. But the grace of God. Anyway, but, but, but when he had put them all outside, there he goes again. <laughs> no, you whiners, <laughs> you, no, outside, everybody out, everybody out, took the father and mother of the child, and those who were with him and entered in where the child was lying. Again, this is serious business. He's treating it in a very serious way, all right? Uh, it's just like, would you let a surgeon operate on you uh, if, if they weren't even washed, if they wouldn't, didn't wash their hands? Uh, would you let a surgery with the knowledge that we have of germs in a, in an uncleanly, um, an unsanitary or sterile environment, would you say, oh yeah, cut me open, go ahead and do your thing? We know a little bit more. We would say, no, this is serious business. Um, we got to do certain things ahead of time. I think Jesus took this the same way. This is serious business. This girl's life is on the line. And so you guys, no, you, no, you out. You, you can come. Right? He had his three disciples. He had the, had, had the parents there. Again, because it's very serious, you know. I, I just think, um, you know, it's kind of like, would you mess with a Sicilian when death is on the line? Well, you know the answer to that one, of course. Uh, <laughs> but would you, sa- <laughs> would you surround yourself with voices of unbelief when your life is on the line? Verse 41, then, then he took the child by the hand and said to her, uh, Talitha Kumi, which is a Aramaic deal. Uh, he said, which translated, uh, little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. And isn't that a good story? Can you see some of the principles? They apply to everyone of all times, those, those inward principles. Uh, I can see the process here. He, number one, he had a problem. Number two, he sought Jesus for healing. 
Number three, he had an opportunity to doubt, to fear, to give up, to quit. Number four, he focused solely on the answer. It's called only believe. And number five, he saw the power of God manifest and raise his little girl up. Amen. And if you were to read number six, he, what they went to eat. <laughs> he said, give the girl some food. All right. Because the, the healing is from God. But how many know then we still have physical bodies and you have to eat after church? Uh, I don't mean to be reading into this, but uh, but it did say that give her some <laughs> give her something to eat. But I wonder tonight we want to we want to minister to to those who have uh, need in their physical body and and just like J. Iris said, uh, Lord, would you come and 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 lay your hands on on her that she may be healed uh, tonight. Uh, If Jesus were here in the flesh, he would do this. This is his practice. He would lay hands on you and and you'd be healed. Uh, But he's not here in the flesh, but we are the body of Christ. He is the head. And so he has sent sent us in his place. And tonight I will lay hands on you. And when I do, it will be as if Jesus were laying. I'm doing it in his name, his power. Uh, um, by his instructions, he said to do this. And so it'll be the same as if Jesus were doing it. Amen. And he'll get all the glory. But would you say, like J. Iris say, said, would you say, Pastor, Pastor, lay your hands on me so I may be healed and I will live. Amen. What's the word coming out of you in your heart? And if that's that's what he did... That's what he said, and it was his daughter instead of him personally, but that's what he said. And what were the results? Oh, they were good results. They they were good results. Let's follow in this practice. Amen. And And you say, with your mouth, as hands are laid on me, if you'll lay your hands on me, I will be healed and I will live. Amen. Tonight is your night. Today is your day. For things to change and never be the same. Father, thank you for working tonight by your spirit, by your grace, in accordance with the mighty power of God that works in us. In the, in the, in the mighty name of Jesus, we use that authority. And I thank you for bodies healed, for lives changed. I thank you for sickness and disease. It bows to that name, that wonderful name of Jesus tonight. Every disease will die. Every sickness, disease, germ, and every virus will die. I thank you for bodies being mended tonight and restored, made new, restored, made new, made right, corrected, restored, put back things that were taken out. I thank you that eyes are healed, ears are healed, and bodies are made strong and well. We give you all the glory in advance now, because it's already done. But tonight we appropriate. We take what you've given us, we act on your word, and we appropriate your promises, and we transmit your healing power into each and every one today, each and every one who will come. We give you all the glory. All the honor and all the praise in Jesus' wonderful name. 
Amen. Amen. Amen.